0: duelers. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: Honestly, I think it's colder out there this morning than it was yesterday morning, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Thursday morning, we're getting ready to say goodbye to January. And I'll tell you what, I'm happy about that. Today is day number one of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Hope you're making plans to be a part of it. Goes today and tomorrow. Tonight, of course, the annual Taste of Elegance cooking competition hosted by the Wisconsin Pork Association. Eight chefs from around the state plying their skills with the pork entree. And we'll have the uh, results on our Facebook page just as soon as possible. Remember, always follow Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. So today we'll see sunshine, but it's still going to remain dangerously cold. Daytime highs today. No better than minus minus. wind chills today will take us to minus 10 minus 25 through the course of the day winds today out of the west southwest six to 12 miles an hour could see some light snow or a flurry develop later this afternoon tonight cloudy minus eight overnight by tomorrow things start to change thank goodness cloudy skies not quite as cold on friday 16 are expected high saturday Cloudy skies and 37 as another storm system starts to move in that could bring us precipitation. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has the weather details about 15 minutes down the road.
3: As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com.
1: Sure, looking forward to seeing a lot of folks. It's like a reunion today, the beginning of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo, Wisconsin Pork Association annual meeting at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Looking forward to bumping into both producers and great uh, analysts. A lot of great breakout sessions, Bob, and maybe the best part is it's all going to be indoors.
4: That's for sure, because, uh, yeah, through today it's still going to be Awfully cold. I don't care whether you're at the southern end or the northern end of the longest barn in the world. I'm Bob Boesel here at the northern end, heading for the southern end. So we'll be down to Corn Soy Expo as well. One thing they, one thing they won't be talking about is apples. And uh, this time of the year, it's not on anybody's radar, really, unless. You work in that field, and a lot of folks over at the University of Minnesota do exactly that year-round, working on apples and other fruit crops. Recently, they had their annual meeting in La Crosse, and our Scott Schultz had a chance to talk to a University of uh, Minnesota researcher, Haley Shanovich, about pests. Yeah, the pests in fruits, including apples, are uh, out there. And they're working on them all the time to lessen the force of those pests in our apple and fruit crops. And uh, we found out just exactly which ones are causing the most concern.
5: The pest that most growers are concerned about right now is the Japanese beetle. That's not to be confused with the Asian lady beetles, which are the ladybugs that seem to overwinter in people's houses and occasionally bite Someone but Japanese beetles are scarab beetles and they're a metallic green color and this year, last year and the year before, there have been explosive numbers of them out in the apple orchards and in people's gardens and homes, but they feed on the top canopy of the trees and just completely defoliate them so they look like this lacy skeleton and that seems to be really alarming growers and questions come up does it affect the longevity of the tree and will it affect the yield of the apple trees themselves
6: and what are the answers to that do they affect the yields
5: So we actually just applied for a grant to study this question. It hasn't actually been looked at and can be pretty challenging to answer, especially in a perennial like apple trees, where they could, let's say the beetles completely defoliate the tree, the tree could still produce fruit by tapping into reserves that it has from the previous year. But how many years can it do that uh, is kind of the question we're hoping to answer.
6: You also talked today about uh, stink bugs and stink bugs have been hanging around for a while too. Uh, What kind of problem do they pose?
5: Yeah, so we actually have native species of stink bugs here, but there is a stink bug that has been wreaking havoc in the eastern states migrating this way that's been in the news a lot called the brown marmorated stink bug. And it also feeds on many different plants and crops, but this insect feeds directly on the apples, causing more immediate damage that the growers are worried about. It kind of makes these quirky um, depressions in the inside of the apple and looks not appealing to a consumer who's going to buy that from a farmer's market.
7: What do we do
6: about them? I I guess pesticides is uh, an option, and, you know, if you're leaning away from pesticides or something, what, what can we do?
5: Yeah, so for brown marmorated stink bug, um, growers will use pesticides, but there's actually been research in Washington, I know, that is exploring actually using netting to try to keep the uh, stink bugs out of the orchards. It's thought that they only fly at certain heights, like one to two meters above the ground, so putting up netting actually just on the sides of your property that... the wind is coming or you think they're coming in from a nearby forest or other garden, can actually prevent stink bugs from coming onto the property or the orchard. And that's being looked at at Washington. I know it sounds crazy, but you don't actually have to have it surrounding the entire property, is what they're finding.
6: Why are the upticks happening with, with bugs like uh, the stink bugs? Do we know? Uh, why, are, why are the Japanese beetles showing up uh, uh, and, and causing problems?
5: Yeah, so both of these insects came to the United States on the East Coast through imported goods or cargo. So international trade, unfortunately, has some downsides about bringing these hitchhikers with it. And they seem to spread uh, wherever the climate uh, allows them to. So wherever there's warm enough summers and mild enough winters. And so Minnesota, we've held off for a while with some of these uh, insects, but it seems like uh, the invasive ones either are just Uh, getting here and increasing or the uh, climate is allowing them to explode in population.
6: Is there any hope that there could be sometime a natural predator for some of these critters?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So Japanese beetle, unfortunately for the adults, we haven't found any uh, natural enemies that are insects that will eat them, but birds do tend to eat some of the Japanese beetles. Um, But uh, for brown marmorated stink bug, there are uh, many common insects that will eat them. And in the East Coast, they found that spiders, katydids, earwigs, all these common insects we see will actually contribute to feeding on them. But uh, to what degree seems to vary a lot between crops, if growers are using insecticides, and um, by climate. So,
6: And talk to me a little bit about uh, us stepping in the middle of that uh some of the bugs that you might cite as being natural predators we don't want around either do we so how do we balance that how do we figure out what to do with it
5: yeah absolutely some people might not like the idea of promoting spiders or earwigs on their property to control some of these invasive insects but um, uh, they actually do tend to be beneficial Uh, so I mean as long as I guess for me if I don't they're not really coming into your these kind of, the types of spiders that predate on these bugs don't really also like being in houses thankfully they're different species that are going to be outside in trees and shrubs and things like that um, but the earwigs no one really likes to see earwigs anywhere on their property but uh, they do actually in some ways are beneficial so it's a hard concept to get used to definitely
6: it's a crazy world out there bug wise isn't it <laughs> what what else are you seeing out in uh, out in the countryside with uh, apples and other fruits, too, on, on the uh, crops? Like other bugs on the crops? Yeah, other than stink bugs and Japanese
5: beetles.
6: Yeah. What other problem uh, bugs might be out there with the apple crop and some other fruits?
5: Yeah, so there are also long-term uh, insect pests that growers here have been uh, battling for many years. In apples, there's... Uh, a moth called the coddling moth for example that is also another invasive but has been here uh, way longer than any of these new insects but there are native ones too that can become problems and so um, depending on the crop there seems to be different insects that will feed on them but Japanese some of these new invasives uh, insects like the Japanese beetle or the brown marmorated stink bug have these abilities to afe- feed on many different kinds of plants which is not like we've seen with other insect pests pests here in the past.
6: (laughs) So uh, we mentioned before Asian lady beetles uh, to be used as an example of this question. Is there any talk about introduction of predator bugs to step in the way of some of the problem bugs like the stink bugs and the Japanese beetles?
5: Yeah, great question. So the Japanese beetles, there actually are a few other insects that have been introduced to try to control them. So there is a wasp and a fly that both actually parasitize the beetle, which means they lay eggs inside the beetle that end up killing it. Sounds pretty crazy. But they introduced these insects back in the early 1900s, and they seem to be pretty host-specific, meaning they only do predate on the beetle. And they luckily haven't been shown to have any other huge side effects, like the Asian lady beetles that overwinter in people's houses. So, But it's been estimated that they control only about 10% of the beetle population, but I'll still take that. That's definitely something.
6: <laughs> and back to you you mentioned the 1900s introduction uh, introducing uh, different bugs uh, how long has it been since uh, these uh, say stink bugs and Japanese beetles in particular uh, when did they start arriving on the shores?
5: Yeah, so the Japanese beetle has been here, I think the earliest report was 1916, and they looked into introducing these other insects for control in the 1930s. The brown marmorated stink bug came much later in the century, in 1996, and uh, right now there are no controls that have actually been introduced, but they did find that there was one stowaway insect that actually controls it that's also a wasp, and it seems to be spreading through the United States as well. But... Yeah, so the Japanese beetle has been here for much longer and is just becoming a problem in some states, while the brown marmorated stink bug seems to have established and caused problems much sooner than that.
6: How do Japanese beetles winter?
5: Japanese beetles uh, winter in the soil as grubs, so the adults will feed in the summer and lay eggs throughout the whole summer. And then those grubs will actually hatch and start feeding on your turf grass throughout the whole summer and into the fall. And then they move down in the soil profile to hibernate, basically. And then they move back up in the spring to start feeding again.
6: That's interesting. I asked that question because you'd mentioned that the problem with the apples is up in the leaves and anything I'd heard or a lot of things I've heard were problems at the grass level and does that explain that
5: yeah absolutely so the grubs when the the female beetles lay their eggs the grubs actually don't really have any working legs so they can't move so the where the female lays her eggs is very critical to the survival of the uh, grub so they tend to cause lots of problems in golf courses and places with nice watered lawns because that's where the females are looking for to save their babies basically
6: That's Haley Sanovich with the University of Minnesota, who's doing a lot of work with taking care of bugs of all sorts in our apple crops. From the northern end of the world's longest barn, I'm Scott Schultz.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
3: As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com.
7: The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station.
6: Her Case IH might not start, but she will. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with
1: Pam Yonke. Man, I don't know. It feels colder to me out there this morning than it did yesterday morning at this time. Maybe that's because it is. 5.21 now. Time to check in on weather. Stu Muckag, meteorologist joining us. The only difference this morning versus yesterday morning is it's very calm out there, very still. But the sub-zero temps are still hanging around, huh, buddy?
0: Yeah, hallelujah, we don't have a wind because it'll be really brutal this morning, but it is really, really cold. There's no doubt about that. Fortunately enough, although the wind chill warning still is in effect, for most of us it's in effect until 10 this morning, noon at Oshkosh and Fond du Lac, and that should be the end of it. And today looks to be the end where things start to change a bit, high pressure is just off to our south a very strong system trying its best to keep skies clear and keep it quiet here but there's a warm front forming out the western edge of the dakotas a little bit of light snow out in western north dakota this morning well that's not going to explode and move our way although there is a small chance as that mild air builds in that some very light snow may develop very late today or just overnight could be an inch accumulating that would be about all But the more mild air is the big winner. That warm front building in will allow for temperatures to stay more mild, even as we head through today and on toward Friday and into Saturday, warming up a lot, but there could very well be a little liquid precipitation late Saturday. Saturday and into Sunday is some really mild air returns. I'll have forecast details right after this.
7: I'm Jonathan Gibbs. I'm a fourth-generation farmer. What I would want someone to know about farming, we're not out in the bib overhauls with our pitchfork. We're normal people with the same challenges our non-farming friends and neighbors share. I mean, it's our passion. We've been given the opportunity to pursue our passion day in and day out. This motivates me to get out of bed. To watch Jonathan's story, visit
3: badgerbean.com. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding
2: farming in this way of life can be.
5: You won't find financial experts with more
3: ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. And as a
2: cooperative, our member
3: owners understand this firsthand through benefits like our patronage program, which gives profits back to member owners. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer
0: Financial and Equal Credit Opportunity Lender.
1: All righty, Stu, paint me a picture that's got some light at the end of this tunnel.
0: (laughs) Oh, I sure will be happy to do that, Pam, but we still have the wind chill warning this morning, and those wind chills are still down in that 40 to 45 below range, and then clouds will develop, and on toward evening, just a little light snow may develop. But today, single digits below zero for a high. We haven't been that warm in a while, so it will be improving temperature-wise. West winds at 5 to 10. They become a little southerly here late in the day. More likely with cloudy skies, we could
4: see a little
0: light snow this evening. We just dropped back single digits below zero. Southeast winds at 5 to 10. Partly sunny skies for Friday, a little nicer into the upper teens, Southeast and South winds at five, but maybe I have a, have a bright start Saturday, but the clouds develop and even Saturday afternoon, especially Southwest and Southern Minnesota, a little patch, Wisconsin, that is a little patchy drizzle or freezing drizzle may begin to develop. But upper 30s on Saturday, Pam, southwest winds 5 to 10, a little rain and fog on Sunday. We may be in the 40-degree range on Sunday afternoon, Pam, but it will be getting damp.
1: What a soupy mess. Yippee. Well, I'll take those temperatures, though, buddy. Thanks.
0: You bet. Have a good day.
1: All right, Stumach Ag, meteorologist with us. So, like we said, it's cold out there. Lacrosse, you're in minus 27. Mauston, I guess you're my winner this morning, or loser, how you want to look at it. Minus 33. Madison, minus 26. Fond du Lac, minus 26. Oshkosh, minus 24. Ouch! Like we said, thank goodness there's not much of wind. It's 525.
0: This is the Farm Report with
8: Pam Yonke.
9: The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help identifying two burglary suspects. Early morning on December 17, 2018, around 4.15 a.m., suspects force entry into a tavern on Madison's north side. The suspects broke into the establishment, went straight to the office, and rolled out a safe on an office chair, stealing an undisclosed amount of cash. One suspect is approximately 5 foot 10 to 6 feet with average build, wearing a hooded sweatshirt and striped pants. The second suspect appears to stand approximately 5 foot 10 to 6 feet with a heavier build wearing a hooded sweatshirt. The Madison Police Department's Burglary Crimes Unit is looking at possible connections between three bar burglaries where criminals pried open doors and stole safes containing cash. If you have any information regarding the identity of these suspects, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Madison Area Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward.
2: If you'd rather be fishing, well, now's your chance. The Zone is inviting you to go walleye fishing with Ballard's Resort on Minnesota's Lake of the Woods. Our adventure begins Friday, June 28th to Tuesday, July 2nd. Check it out. Everything is included. Three days of guided walleye fishing. Round trip motor coach transportation from Madison. Four nights lodging. Meals. Your rods, reels, bait, and tackle. Fishing processing. And even your taxes. This adventure is only $825 per person if you sign up before March 15th. Space is limited. So call 1-800-776-776. 2675 or go to BallardsResort.com to hold your spot. Wow. This trip will sell out, so don't miss the boat. Oh god. Oh my god. Get ready to experience big time fishing with your friends in northern Minnesota with Ballards Resort and the Zone.
3: Attorney John Rihala with
7: Clifford and Rihala.
3: At Clifford and Rihala, we have the experience you need to help you after any kind of collision we help people who have been seriously injured ranging from pedestrians hit crossing the street people rear-ended by semi-trucks to victims of drunk driver crashes no matter how you've been injured our experienced and skilled attorneys will help you get your maximum recovery and very importantly we also know how to protect that recovery at clifford and rihala we understand that many issues can come up after a settlement is reached If those issues aren't handled carefully, an injury victim can lose money. Don't let that happen to you. Call Clifford and Rihala.
7: For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala.
1: Hard-working, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice.
9: Myjustice.com What does a diamond mean? Have you
5: ever thought about it? I'm Monica Kessler of Kessler's Diamonds. Why would a person choose to give another person a diamond? What does a diamond mean?
9: That question is very important to me because my job is to locate the very best diamonds.
5: Diamonds that twinkle like stars on a clear winter night. Diamonds that glitter with brightness that shines from within. Diamonds that broadcast a message wherever they go. Diamonds mean love. That's it. Simply love. Do you have $140? The Simply
9: Love Diamond Pendant is a diamond mounted inside of a circle at the end of an adjustable chain.
5: And that diamond is a Kessler 81, of course, the most magical diamond on earth. The Simply Love Pendant comes in larger sizes, too. Give one to the woman you love for Valentine's Day. We promise she'll know what it means.
0: Find the Kessler's Diamonds nearest you at KesslersDiamonds.com.
8: Hi, Mark Ganser here.
5: Ganser has the answer.
8: Trusted in the Madison area for over eight decades, let us show you why. We only carry infinity fiberglass windows from Marvin, windows that can endure our Wisconsin weather, not vinyl. Mark, you
10: mean the plastic windows with the wood grain stickers?
8: Yes, Stacey. Vinyl windows will jam, warp, crack, and fade over time.
10: Ganser Company offers free in-home estimates. Ask about our financing options today. Visit our website at GanserCompany.com or stop by the showroom off the Beltline near Todd Drive. Are you looking to remodel your bathroom? Don't want it to go on forever? If you hate cleaning your shower or bath, look no further than Bath Planet from Ganser, the only bath system backed by the good housekeeping seal of approval. Baths redone in only a few days. Schedule your free in-home consultation now or stop into our beautiful showroom on the Beltline. Let our designers design the bath of your dreams.
7: Answer, that's the answer.
10: Is Wisconsin basketball on a pattern uh, of, now, with that win over Northwestern, three in a row? Uh, before we get to tonight, and, and maybe the question is you have to see what happens tonight before you can fully answer it, but based on Michigan, Illinois, Northwestern, yep, you should have probably won two of those, and you did. Mm hmm. But you saw Illinois going in and beating Maryland. You saw Michigan State losing to Purdue. So the old adage of any night, any team can beat anybody, roll the basketball out. The fact that Wisconsin has won three in a row and taken care of its business, do you feel much better about where this team sits than you did two weeks ago today?
11: They're they're looking much better as a shooting team. Uh, so that's, that's good in these last three games. Because, um, I mean, even against Illinois, we were talking about it, Fifty-one percent from three-point, fifty percent from the field, uh, and into Northwestern, it, it was looking like the team we saw at the beginning of the year, um, with more contributors and people actually making shots. So, yeah, I'm I'm liking what I see. Um, may, like I was talking about earlier, maybe it was just the winter break blues, where you needed a regimented schedule before anything even you needed a regimented schedule before that winning could start taking place again. And yeah, you hate for that to happen. You had five games in there. Uh, you lost four of five and I mean, you're in the verge or in the midst of, you know, five games that are very winnable for you here. You already, uh, won two of them. You go to Nebraska tonight. That's been a tough place for Wisconsin to play. Um, then you have some redemption games with Maryland coming in where you, a bad half uh, kind of screwed you over there. Uh, then you have to travel to Minnesota where a bad half uh, put you into a deep hole and you couldn't get out of it for both of those games. So you have two redemption games there where you're looking to to take some wins back. But uh, So one... win two out of those three you make up those four losses and not really make them up but you kind of negate them by getting three more wins you're at like we said 17 and seven or Mm -hmm. uh hopefully 18 and six uh in these next three games before you uh head on to to play michigan michigan state and back-to-back games
10: all right. So we have this Twitter poll in reference to Brady and his greatness and, and you know, the, the confusion or, you know, paradox we are as, as a Packer fan with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's got the, you know, the, the intangibles, but he doesn't have the championships like Brady does. Bring it to this team, because I feel like on a, a smaller level, that's Ethan Happ, right? Because... You, you you criticize the free-throw shooting and the lack of an outside game, but then you have a game like Saturday where, oh, by the way, RJ, nobody in all of college basketball, last I checked, there were 336 teams that play Division I basketball. Not one of them has a player who's had two triple-doubles this season, except mm-hmm. one. That would be Wisconsin. So, you know, you have these days where he's the best player in all his college basketball. Then you have games like last week against Illinois where he's in witness protection. Like, how do we quantify this season and really the career of Ethan Happ where he can be so good like he was on Saturday and then at times he just drives you crazy.
11: Well, for the most part, it's at the line, like you were saying. That's the really only thing that you're looking at that's like, oh my God, you play college basketball. Why can't you do this? But, I mean, heck, you go on to the NBA level and like you have a guy like Shaq who's going to be a Hall of Famer and at some point in time in his career something happened where he stopped making free throws. Another
2: thing that makes me crack up and laugh is when you watch Ethan Happ play college basketball. College basketball. He's incredible. He probably is the best college basketball player, and then people will tell me that he's not any good because he won't get drafted. That, that to me, is hilarious. Like, okay, he may not get drafted in the NBA, but we're talking about college basketball, where in college, he probably could be the best college basketball player. We're not talking about... The prospect of getting drafted right now—he's really damn good at what he does, and that's playing college basketball, right? And well, I mean, he's not going to get like drafted. Like Joe
11: said, only guy with two triple doubles. Uh, if you most of Wisconsin all, basketball history, yeah. If you look at all those uh, the matrixes and rankings that are out there, uh, he is the ranked as the best player in college basketball this
2: oh, year. Oh, but he's not going to get drafted, so he stinks. Yeah, and well, the people that say that just crack It's me the up. same
11: thing with Frank Kaminsky. This is the Farm
0: Report with Pam Yonke. Well, the
1: government shutdown continuing to have an impact on our markets and especially the information that the markets are getting. Yesterday, the National Ag Statistical Service published a list of all the delayed reports that they're trying to work on, and that includes the release of the 2017 Census on Agriculture. We'll talk more about that as we roll towards 6 o'clock. Everything tastes better with bacon, and boy, does that turn into dollars at the retail level. Great story about how McDonald's introduction of several new bacon-centric items on their menu turning into dollars not just for retailers, but hopefully for farmers, too. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. And don't forget, looking forward to seeing you today and tomorrow, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Time for the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Tonight, we'll cap off the day's activities with the annual Taste of Elegance. Eight chefs from around the state that are going to be using all their skills to prepare a pork entree, samples of which will be enjoyed by the audience. And then we'll find out who the chef par excellence is tonight. Watch for the details at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. Well, on this date, back in 1865, the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution was finally passed. That 13th Amendment officially abolished slavery on this date back in 1865. And on this date in 1846, Carroll College was chartered. Carroll College over in Waukesha. Did you know The name of the college comes from Charles Carroll, who signed the Declaration of Independence. I did not know that, but now we all do. Well, what we also know is that uh, the farm economy continues to struggle. That was a major conversation piece earlier this week at the Wisconsin Ag Outlook Forum, where Dr. Paul Mitchell, ag economist on campus, presented some of the findings, which included the latest tally on the number of farms in Wisconsin that declared bankruptcy last year. Mitchell says it's not just about those farms that declared bankruptcy, but instead it's about the unknown number of farms that struggled through reorganization to stay afloat and the ripple effect that these bankruptcies are having in our rural communities. Jenna Preston got a chance to visit with him.
12: Yeah, what the one thing is people have been hearing about this, but the fiscal year 2018 just finished and um, we had, there was, Wisconsin led the nation in farm bankruptcy filings. We had 47 farmers declare bankruptcy. Each one of those, there's another 5, 10, 15, 20, who knows, 50 more farmers that had to spend a lot of time re- refinancing and organizing themselves that didn't declare bankruptcy. It's been in the paper here this weekend, um, this just finished, that you know there's suicides are up in the state and there's some worries that some of these are farmers and the paper had a lot of examples in there. there's a lot of financial stress out there. And these bankruptcies are just a symptom of a, a broader problem, not just those farmers that went bankrupt, but several other farmers are under a lot of stress, and that's the whole family. I call it a tale of two farms. Some farms are doing okay in this climate. Some are not. And I think people need to be cognizant of that, that there is a lot of financial stress, and it's coming out in all these other problems that go with stress, the, the health, the, the family tensions it creates, the kids' performances in schools. It just It's a broad problem, and it's affecting a lot of agricultural families this year.
11: When you're talking families, there probably is uh, some kids that went to college for ag business and stuff like that because those parents wanted a backup plan. What are we seeing working their job and then on the farm?
12: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that's a blessing is there are... The unemployment rate is still low in the state, so there's a lot of jobs out there. If you you might have to driveaways, and they're not always the best paying jobs. Talk to any millennial; it's tough to find a high paying job with benefits. But I th- what there are opportunities out there. And I've ta- I went to visit a student before Christmas, and that's exactly what they were. He had done; he'd graduated a few years ago. The farm was a full time job, but then it slowed down in the winter time. He went into work in town helping tax preparation. So the new tax bill changed. They, they, they need help. They had a lot of changes. So I think that you're seeing is the young people that are coming back to farming are it's coming with a portfolio of activities if they need to if the farm isn't big enough or there's not enough financial resources there to support two families
1: paul mitchell professor at the university of wisconsin madison for the wisconsin farm report this is jenna preston thank you jenna and uh, that is going to be a continuing topic today at day number one of the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Nine o'clock this morning, another ag economist will share some straight talk with the audience about agriculture and a changing economy. Nine o'clock today at the Kalahari Resort Corn Soy Expo, Dr. David Cole is going to deliver his message as a keynote speaker. So if you want to hear more on opinions and direction that production agriculture is going, not just here in Wisconsin, nationally and internationally, You'll want to be in the audience when Dr. Cole takes the stage 9 o'clock this morning in Wisconsin Dells. And by the way, speaking of the Dells, uh, Jenna is going to be along with me up in Wisconsin Dells. So if you haven't had a chance to visit Jenna Preston yet, uh, maybe you'll get a chance to bump into her at the trade show, the breakout sessions, or definitely tonight she'll be in the audience for the annual Taste of Elegance competition, uh, probably doing a little sampling and definitely keeping you posted on who turns out to be our chef par excellence. Hey, maybe the chefs tonight will incorporate bacon in their menu. Boy, it's been a winner for a lot of retail locations. Everything goes better with bacon, and that is turning into hard retail sales. McDonald's, for example, has got a new bacon-centric list of items on their menu, including the Big Mac bacon and cheesy bacon fries. A new survey out shows bacon is now on more than 70% of menus. And that's a huge increase of 4% since 2014. And it's turning into dollars, not just for those retailers, but hopefully for our pork producers as well. Jared Sutton's the vice president of domestic marketing for the National Pork Board.
8: The reality is bacon is ubiquitous, and it doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And that's because in large parts of the work the Pork Checkoff is doing is, is to maintain that focus, to continue to talk about it, to continue to showcase it, and to continue to celebrate it with consumers as well as our customers.
1: As you would expect, McDonald's is a leader in the quick-serve restaurant business. The new bacon promotion that they've launched is also expected to be repeated at other restaurant chains.
8: When there's a successful planner program in play, you typically see it work its way through the, uh, through the competitors, and we fully expect that. Of course, at the Pork Checkoff, we're deeply engaged with um, a number of those food service companies and And also at retail. And so when a McDonald's promotion like this happens, it generates a lot of interest and awareness for bacon in general. So not only does it influence the traffic in McDonald's stores, it also influences consumer buying decisions at the retail point of purchase as well. And so we continue to see growth not only in food service and on menus, which we fully expect more awareness with a promotion of this size. We also see that growth continuing at retail. Bacon sales in 2018 increased at retail in the grocery sector by 4% in pounds, but the dollar sales were up 4.5%. That's huge. Those are big, big numbers. These are There's lots of digits in those numbers, and so when you have small percentage growth of a big base is a big number, and these four and 4.5% growth uh, in 2018, again, just continues to underscore the importance of bacon, Uh, pork products and the flavor that it offers.
1: Jared Sutton, Vice President of Domestic Marketing for the National Pork Board. Too bad we can't create a pig that's all bacon, huh? Well, markets in overnight electronic trade a little bit mixed. Uh, We'll talk with Bryce about this in just a moment. Currently, December corns down three quarters of a cent at four zero three. November beans are up two at nine sixty two. July wheat down three quarters of a cent five twenty seven and a quarter. Barrel cheese yesterday gained four cents to close at one thirty and a quarter. Forty pound block cheese on Wednesday went up two and a half to one forty seven. The double A butter gained three quarters of a cent, finished out at two twenty nine and a quarter per pound. Fluid milk in overnight electronic trade. March is unchanged at fourteen forty-six. April unchanged at fourteen sixty-four. You still have to get out to August before we see any fluid milk contracts that are breaking that sixteen dollar plane when it comes to marketing opportunities in Chicago. All right. So the China US discussions began again in earnest in Washington DC. What are we hearing? Bryce Nor going to give us the latest scoop
0: next. This is the Farm Report with
8: Pam Yonke.
9: didn't really want to screw up and I wanted to make sure she got the ring she wanted. We went online and like looked at rings. There were a bunch of places in Madison and Middleton and Chalmers Jewelers was actually the most highly rated one on the website. We didn't want to go to any chain so Chalmers Jewelers was actually the perfect place for us to check out. I pulled out the ring and she was very surprised. Engagement rings, wedding bands, custom made at Chalmers Jewelers all one of
3: a kind. I've been a customer of Chalmers Jewelers ever since they started. My recent trip to Chalmers Jewelers was with my daughter-in-law. I wanted her to get a recommendation from Chalmers Jewelers. And so I went in there with her just to make sure everything got done and help her and talk her through the process. She gets compliments on her wedding ring because it was the clarity of the diamond. When she shows her diamond and people say, wow, is that a nice diamond? I can see it sparkling from across the room. Those are the type of compliments you get when you have quality jewelry. That's why I always recommend Chalmers Jewelers, quite frankly.
11: Are your auto insurance premiums getting out of line? Are you ready to look elsewhere for a little relief?
5: When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best
11: best is the the very
13: very least we we can do.
11: do.
2: Your first car, that's freedom, baby. The new job with new opportunities, freedom's really ringing. Dumping your stuffy landlord for an investment all of your own, that's the best freedom of all. Freedom of choice. That's where Right on Target Real Estate can help. When a house or condo comes on the market in the area of your choice, you'll be instantly notified so you get
13: the best deal. Right on Target Real Estate is really, really confident they can find you a home at an affordable price. Visit rightontargetrealestate.com. Outstanding in her field,
6: this is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
1: 5.46 on another frigid start to a Thursday morning. I'm not kidding you, 33 degrees below zero in Mauston. That's the air temperature. I'm not even going to talk about uh, wind chills. The good news is this morning there isn't much of a wind, so... Uh, Take it for what it's worth. I'll see you later today, Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Again, it's day number one, Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo. Tonight, the annual Taste of Elegance. Hope we'll see you there. Well, I see him this morning on my Skype screen. Bryce Knorr, Commodity Specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, FarmFutures.com. Did the wind blow down in the Windy City yesterday, Bryce?
13: Well, it certainly looked like it was. Uh, I didn't bother going (laughs) outside, but... uh, (laughs) Uh, look darn cold!
1: Oh yeah, that's for sure. Now I'm I'm guessing that you can't deny the weather is something they're talking about in the marketplace. Uh, but what else? I am guessing between weather and the China talks, we've got plenty of dialogue this morning.
13: Right, and the weather, of course, is primarily a concern for the the uh, winter wheat crop. There are some areas uh, south of I-70 in Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio that lacked snow cover as well as uh, parts of the eastern plains uh, from Nebraska all the way down into uh, Kansas. It saw some uh, below zero readings, so may have damaged the, that crop a little bit, but uh, you know it takes a, a long time for that to show up, uh, and those fields won't be greening up for a while. And sometimes you don't really find out about the damage until the combines start running during the summer. So tough for the market to really get too excited about that. Probably the biggest concern the wheat market has right now is the dollar. Uh, That's why uh, we saw prices uh, really fluctuate quite a bit but get a late bounce after the uh, minutes of the latest meeting at the Federal Reserve came out.
1: What what do they say? Are we going to get a bigger interest rate hike than we expected?
13: Well, the good news, if you're a borrower, is it doesn't look like the Fed is going to raise interest rates uh, at all, perhaps uh, in, in the year ahead. Uh, they changed the language uh, in their statement, uh, uh, saying that they would be patient uh, due to global economic and financial developments and muted inflation pressures. And uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell reinforced that, uh, 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 that idea in his press conference uh, afterwards. This is uh, the first meeting. Uh, that uh, the chairman will be having a a press conference after every meeting. Uh, Previously, he just did it once a quarter. So they're trying to get more information out, calm down these markets. So we saw a big surge in the stock market uh, on that news. And uh, then uh, the dollar dropped uh, fairly precipitously. And that typically gives a boost to commodities. So we saw uh, wheat uh, get a late rally. Uh, that also things uh, like crude oil, also gold, one of the big uh, winners recently has moved back above thirteen hundred dollars an ounce.
1: Hmm. Well, what about our energy stocks? Then again, you know, I I think I my my feeling about the weather is probably leading me to that question. But what about our energy stocks?
13: Well, the the, the uh, overall uh, crude supplies uh, went up a little bit, but not uh, terribly much. Now, uh, the the, the ultra low sulfur diesel supplies uh, dropped. Uh, some of that is used as heating fuel out on the East Coast. So that wasn't particularly a, a surprise. So we continue to see uh, diesel prices follow crude oil, bin, uh, basically uh, by trading about 30, 35 cents uh, off uh, their recent lows. So the Chicago prices really jumped up uh, this week. A uh, big refinery in Whiting, Indiana had problems. And then a lot of the refineries also had slowdowns just due to the cold weather. Stuff tends to break and uh, it's just uh, tougher to get those, uh, those refineries running at uh, full speed. Uh, the funny thing is, I guess you'd say, uh, but uh, good news for a lot of people is that propane prices have stayed uh, relatively cheap. They really haven't gone up uh, much uh, at all during this uh, cold snap. We have adequate supplies, and uh, lo- looks like we'll have uh, plenty of fuel. Of course, this cold snap isn't going to last very long either. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have something like uh, like an 85-degree uh, temperature <laughs> swing in just a couple days.
1: Yeah, that's right, and I'm looking forward to every degree of it. That's, that's no doubt. Uh, so let's talk just a little bit then on uh, energy of a different type, if I can, Bryce. A lot of buzz in the ethanol industry about uh, poor margins. Uh, some plants uh, taking themselves offline. What's what's going on with the ethanol industry?
13: Yeah, the ethanol industry has really been up up against it for quite some time. Uh, and uh, as the uh, qu- every quarter when the companies put out their earnings, uh, there's more bad news, more losses. And like you say, some plants uh, have either cut back production. The plants. Uh, that are really out of uh, position for attracting corn on the east and west coast. Some of those have closed, so uh, there's been just a general slowdown. The latest uh, production numbers we got yesterday showed a uh, uh, rise in supplies, even though production fell due to those poor margins. Of course, this is a time of year when drivers aren't doing a lot of driving, so uh, not a lot of ethanol is needed for blending. So uh, the, uh, the ethanol market uh, really uh, under quite a bit of pressure. And last week uh, that came, even though they uh, significantly weakened uh, the uh, corn basis uh, that they pay to farmers uh, to uh, try to attract the feedstocks they need. So farmers are, are uh, feeling a weaker demand for their corn from the ethanol sector. And that likely will uh, force USDA to lower its estimate of corn usage to make the biofuel when it uh, begins putting out its big reports uh, a week from Friday. That's February 8th.
1: Yeah, right. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for that report. And then the elephant in the room this morning, Bryce, that I wanted to wait on is, uh, if you're hearing any rumblings, any rumors, anything that's catching your attention or the markets on what's happening in D.C. with China and the U.S.
13: Well, there appears to be something of a news blackout on those trade talks. Uh, There hasn't been uh, a word leaking out as to uh, what happened yesterday when uh, negotiators between the U.S. and China started talking. Uh, Highly unusual. These uh, people uh, usually can't keep their mouth shut, it seems like, uh, uh, from uh, having press conferences or putting things out on Twitter, but we don't see any of that so far. So that may be uh, good news or maybe bad news. Uh, They only have a month to wrap this up, uh, supposedly, before uh, the U.S. would raise uh, tariffs on another $200 billion of Chinese uh, imported goods from 10% to 25%. Uh, so the clock is starting to tick now, and there, there's some thorny issues. So this is one of those uh, situations that may not uh, get resolved. Uh, other parts of uh, Washington, however, are going to start talking again, and that includes USDA they put out uh, their first uh, export sales uh, report in over a month now the trouble is uh, that this data is going to be over a month old Uh, so uh, whether or not it's really going to start telling us much it's going to take take the government basically almost a month to get caught up so we're going to be kind of running in slow motion for a while
1: all right well we're running in slow motion anyhow this morning, my friend, with the weather we've got outside. Stay warm, Bryce. We will catch up with you next week. Bryce Nor, commodity specialist, Farm Futures Magazine, farmfutures.com, joins us live via Skype every Tuesday and Thursday to put you ahead of the trade and bring you whatever news there may be out there. He'll be back with us next week from Springfield. All right, now, I will be back with you a little bit later today from the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo at the Kalahari Resort in Wisconsin Dells. Hope to see you there tonight. Big taste of elegance. Our own Jenna Preston will be covering the event, posting results at Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. It's 555.
0: This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke.